San Francisco, I'm coming to you March 6th to the 9th. And then I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, March 22 and 23. Washington, D.C., April 21st. And then San Diego, May 11th. Come see me do the standing comedy. Get tickets at FumiAbe.com. Enjoy the episode. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Cash Cuties, a super personal finance podcast where we look at our friends' credit card statements and judge their spending habits with love. I'm your host, Fumiabe. And I'm Stuffy Bake. If you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave a review, hit follow on Spotify, and sub to our YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast. All the links are available in the episode description below. Hello. Shout out to our dono daddies. These are people who give us money on Patreon. Uh, if you want to join us, go to patreon.com slash cashcootiespod. Uh, this week, we have Bethany. She gave us $5. Thank, Thank you, you. We love so that. so much. Um, and what is Patreon? It's the best way to support this podcast. So if you want to shout out on the podcast or access to bonus episodes, which I think we have like eight episodes on there right now, go to patreon.com slash cashcooiespod. They're very silly. You need to check them out. I know. They have nothing <laughs> to do with money, and it's a good time. There's one or two videos that have to we, do with money. I think money. it started that way, but yeah. then the last two have just been about like the kind of underwear that you wear. Yeah, if you want to know what kind of <laughs> uh, panties, but it's, but it's not like the hot. You know what I mean? It's not a. How hot. dare you? What's up? Like the, let them figure okay, it out. Yeah, okay, that's okay. rude. Uh, <laughs> thanks for your dumb review. Hey, hey, they were loose. You know what I'm saying? They're white and they're big and. Well, you're telling them more that the whole well, point is I, it's I'm a mystery. I'm trying to tease them. Oh, if you want to hear more about <laughs> Steffi's big ass white underwear, go to okay. Patreon. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, our guest is regretting being here already. Um, our guest today has a <laughs> vegan cookbook coming out in March titled Sesame Soy. Spice, you mm. may know her on our socials at Veggiekins. Please welcome to the show, Remy Morimoto Paul. Yeah, thank hey. you for having me, guys. Thank you yes. for coming on the podcast. Do you go by that full name? Yeah, I just feel like it adds a little bit of like I don't have to explain that I'm part Japanese, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I like that. Yeah, I'll yeah. Put a mom in there. If you had to rank your Asian language skills, ooh, um, top three. Mandarin would be top. Okay. Followed by Korean. And then Japanese is at the bottom. That's unfortunate. Yeah. My French is better than my Korean and my Japanese, actually. You're French? You speak French? God, you're so like big brain. Yeah, I love this? it. I what feel is like happening? this is what this is the what the future holds is like smart, beautiful, <laughs> you know, vegans. <laughs> well, maybe is, this is the what, what's possible if you are vegan. You get these special powers, and you can. Do you take, think so? Do you think it does something does to your brain? How long smarter? have you been vegan? <laughs> yeah. I've only been vegan for well, only, but it's been eight years. So, and all the language stuff was before that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it's like they're stupid. <laughs> Okay, vegan for eight years. Um, so since this is a money podcast, we wanted to open with this. I feel, you know, we are not vegans, me and Steffi, but, you know, we've tried vegan food. It's, it's good stuff. But my sort of take on vegan food <laughs> is that it's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to somebody who wants to be vegan but doesn't feel like they can afford such a lifestyle? Like, what's your whole, like, financial take on veganism? Yeah, I think um, it's a really good point because... When you think about veganism, people love to say online, it's so easy, it's so affordable, it's so good for your health. And that's true for eating like rice and beans. But realistically, I think like people need variety and they also need to feel like they're eating food that's familiar to them. And that's why a lot of new vegans gravitate towards like impossible burgers 
and eating out with friends like you mm-hmm. want to enjoy the same lifestyle that you have with your friends where you can go out to eat and stuff and that adds up because all these like cheese substitutes are marked up a little bit higher until the demand gets there it's going to be i think a little bit more expensive um prices i think have gone down since i first started veganism like if i wanted to get a vegan pizza it was like 18 20 bucks now you can get like for a, what? a whole pie like a small personal pie kind of thing mm. yeah like now you can get one for like 12 15 you go to like blaze pizza and get a personal pizza you know so it's it's getting there but i think if you want to do it super cheap on a budget rice and beans super cheap vegetables are always going to be kind of the same price you know it's doable but there's a lot of prep involved and i feel like that's where like time is money sometimes Mm. you know but Mm. i think oat milk is my favorite thing to look at as like a gauge for like Mm. how are we doing you know (laughs) how are we doing because like the price has gone down to add oat milk to your lattes. Yeah. There are some places that like have gotten rid of the surcharge completely to do an alt milk. Ooh. Um, you know, and it's it's oats. Well, is it, do you feel like a dollar? It's typically a dollar. Yes. I noticed. Do I you think that's it. a fair amount? The surcharge. Or what do you think the fair amount for a surcharge of oat milk is? I don't know. I feel like these days oat milk is not that expensive, but it's not subsidized the way like dairy is. So I think that's the issue. It's like. I mean, not to get like too into like big okay, dairy and all it. that, get but like big dairy, you know? get into it. Shots fired. The big big D. oat milk needs to become a thing. <laughs> big D. Um, do you feel when you pay that extra surplus for a vegan alternative? Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel as a vegan person? Do you feel like why do I have to pay more than the average person to live this lifestyle that you feel is not necessarily like that? far in the left field you know do you feel sort of like discriminated against or you, you keep in check of the money does it annoy you because i know that it would annoy me yeah it kind of it's like how fancy do you want to get with your food like if i go somewhere and it's like okay a slice of vegan cheese is like an extra dollar 25 i'm like do i need it i don't know do i and then it's like i could have a more boring burger i could like load it up and it's just like every sauce and topping you want to add is like another extra charge so it's really like I don't know. It's like, how much do I want to spend today being a vegan? But at the same time, I'm also like, <laughs> I guess I'm like supporting it. Like the dollar is showing demand. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm a little torn, but I kind of feel like if you go out to eat as a vegan, you know, you can make the same shit at home, just buy like the same process stuff. Right. But like, it's the convenience of it and like showing a restaurant like, yes, we want more. Mm. <laughs> so I try not to feel too bad about it. And I save a lot of money in other ways. Like, for example, I can't really buy any designer handbags because it's all leather. So I just kind of tell myself, oh, like, oh shit, wait, I'm sorry. Is that what vegan is as well? Yeah, yeah. Vegan is not just about what you put in your mouth. It's Mm-mm. you're like, oh, wait <laughs> yeah, a Fumi, second. So you on. can't drive cars that have leather seats? Well, car. See, that's like a tricky one because I think the definition <laughs> of veganism is within reason. But <laughs> within I don't reason, have a okay. license and I don't know how to drive, so I haven't crossed that bridge yet. You could get like the felt Hold on, seats. Are you, how, are you, how old are you? What the hell? <laughs> what is this? You brought a little child well, to a she's podcast? Also, I, know, I think she's also from like, a, where did you say I'm you're from? New York. From, you're from New oh, York. So she doesn't okay, 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 okay. necessarily. So I'm 28. But, okay, got it. Um, you know, like I'll sit in, I'll sit in leather cars. It doesn't bother me. It's not my car. It's not your car. Um, yeah. You're sitting a car, on a leather couch right now. Oh, yo. <laughs> is that bad? Is that, yo, are you going to lose followers right now, Are you going to combust right now? I'm so sorry. You know, like it is what it is. Like if you really get crazy about it the phone screens have like gelatin in it lcd screens like it's impossible to be completely perfectly vegan i think just the way the world is set up but i think it's all about like doing what's best or doing what you can within reason and that's why like i'm not an extreme vegan when it comes to Mm. thinking about other people either because i'm like it is not accessible for everyone it's not realistic for everyone or sustainable for everyone and i think that's something that when i first went vegan i was very like 
everyone should be vegan and like it's so easy not thinking about like food deserts and access you know i lived in new york i had access to whatever i wanted mm. so i think like i've kind of started to think about it in a more reasonable way over the years it's been like eight years so yeah you know Have you turn people vegan around you um i think well i get a lot of dms and i think it is effective <laughs> DMs. yeah like hey you know i tried this recipe and i've been plant-based for a month or something yeah. like that um it is effective but i've also never been the type of person to be like you should go vegan like i don't think i've ever said that mm -hmm. online See, this is important because i feel you might be like the least pretentious vegan person i've ever met in la because i feel the stereotype is that they're always like talking about it you know yeah. they're trying to convince people convert people yeah cause, okay so i've been like right we all know we've i've been dating and yeah. it's been like pretty difficult in terms of like all i feel like so many things have to match up i feel like food is one of those things that's extremely important mm -hmm. in dating somebody do you find it um how does it work for you like do you ask them or does it matter to you that they're vegan or not um so i've never dated a vegan man before uh it's not something that i think about when mm -hmm. i'm dating so long as the person is respectful um and open to like oat milk like you know there are some people who feel so offended by oat milk and like soy and if that's <laughs> the case like it's not gonna work can you elaborate that yeah what you, what, hey i don't know what you're talking about b yeah, what do you think I that is I, or maybe because we live in la are you, are you talking about like if you order oat milk in like alabama someone might think I don't you're know, gay it's like, or something what, I'll get, you, like, what are you talking about people that are like oh my god why would you eat this fake food and like they're just really for some reason feel so strongly about vegan food being like not real and and unnatural yeah, yeah. and mm. i think that can be true because you can eat oreos and be a vegan but i think i'm pretty balanced in the way that i'm eating like whole plants it's just got to be someone who's like respectful of what i'm eating at the end of the day like food is a big thing but if it's i don't know i guess like if it's so important to someone that they cannot eat a vegetable like we probably couldn't mm. get along even as friends mm. what if they mostly ate meat like if they're on an Atkins diet and they Ooh. only like they love like 70%. Like I, I, I went out with somebody yeah. who like was convinced that meat was healthier because they feel better after they eat meat and they lose weight because, you know, like the keto and all that. Mm. And so like um, he like I, something about it started giving me the ick, like knowing <laughs> that there's something about like I might be making out with him and like he like reeks of meat or something like grossed me out so I couldn't go back. What's the, what, you, like, you, you want just, him to reek of eggplant? Like what's the alternative? Yes, honestly, yes. I'd rather mm, have okra. You, yeah, okra. Actually, that sounds tight. If right? I was making out with somebody that's like okra, I'd be like, mm, reminds me about my mom. You Lettuce? Know? That's nice. How about strawberries, bro? <laughs> but like cow? Like that's weird. Yeah. Like I don't, I just don't want. Hey, you know that's a good point because I feel like there are a lot of men, especially in LA where fitness is a thing where they're like, I'm a fucking meat yeah. eater. You know, like mm -hmm. they're like, very yeah. they might feel veganism is like too feminine or like you know right. like there's, even encountered, there's a masculinity totally. there's a masculinity to eating like meat meat and, raw especially like, raw, raw meat or like there's a masculinity to rejecting veganism even right yeah. no i feel that because yeah. the comments that i get whenever a video blows up and it's vegan i'm like oh no because i know it's going to start reaching like the meat eaters and it's always <laughs> like <laughs> the way you said meat eaters the meat eaters and it's like i don't mean it in like an omnivore way it's like there are these people that will just comment steak emojis on my shit oh, and i'm like shit. okay like i know it's out there i go to the grocery store i see it every day it's not like i'm unaware right so whenever that happens i'm like okay i know this video is doing well but i do think you're right <laughs> And it's funny how like people say vegans are so outspoken about veganism, but I feel like the carnivores are doing the same thing, right? Hey, and that's so the angry. That's so true. That's true. That's so true. And my and response so is like, I don't care what you, I never asked what you eat. I don't care. Like, yeah.
I'm just eating what I eat and I yeah. post what I eat. I've never been the type of person to be like, you should eat this well, way. Okay, so like if you go on a date and stuff, it, is that like, does it make it harder for them to pick a restaurant and stuff because you are a vegan or is that like sort of part of the part of the challenge and, and um, filtering system? If someone's not going to do that for you, then... I've always dated people who are into food in some way because I feel like that's a big part of my life, whether yeah. vegan or not. So I feel like part of being a good cook is also like understanding veganism and how to cook vegan. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like that's a good barrier and it's also like showing a level of effort. Like if a girlfriend of mine was like, I'm going on a date and she's vegan and the guy she's like trying to see has no idea what that is or won't like look it up or find an option. I'm kind of like, that's, it's not that hard. Like if it was an allergy, I think there would be no doubt about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if someone was like, Hey, I have a nut allergy. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to make sure I find a spot that's like right. nut free. So yeah. I'm like, it's not that different. It's just mm. something about the word vegan. I feel like sometimes that really turns people off um but it could be a good filter right it's like yeah. for my girlfriends i'm like hey you know if that's not cool then like it's probably not gonna work out and i do wow. have vegan friends that are very like i will only date a vegan man but yeah that's never been the case for me mm. what what's the most expensive vegan habit you have oh man that is a good question we looked at your you know credit card so we know the answer <laughs> we're just trying to see if you're being honest with yourself oh i actually don't know <laughs> I don't know. Um, it could be like a food yeah, or, or a veggie that you buy that's like over the top, like very. Okay, I'm going to say it's probably Instacart. I think like I spend a lot on Instacart, but it's also because it's part of my job and I love business expenses. So sometimes I kind of like, I'm like, oh, this is a business expense. Like I shouldn't think twice about it, you know? Yeah, we were just talking about that because yes. I saw your Instacart. I was like, holy shit. Well, well, yeah, I don't like, know anyone that Instacart? buys that yeah. much Instacart. Well, but what do you mean? Because you, you just need stuff quickly. So you need it's to do that. And it's like, I don't drive. So if I do an Uber to the That's grocery right. store, it kind of just oh. like is the same price. Wow. So I'm like, let me save time, stay home, get it delivered, you know? In terms of New York, going back to New York, York and LA mm -hmm. do you find a certain type of food ve vegetarian or vegan food is better in one of the cities or is it the t number of restaurants that are just better that are vegan yeah I think here the number of restaurants is like astronomical or just people that have an option to offer here yeah almost any restaurant and the produce quality is better here but I always feel like the restaurants are more creative and just like I don't know there's something about New York restaurants that I feel like are better I get very nervous comparing the two, but there's more creativity. You could find like a very specific type of cuisine that's vegan in New York. Whereas in LA, I feel like the default is like Mexican salad bowl wraps, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's like everyone's got that on the menu. But if I want like spicy Sichuan Chinese food that's vegan, I can find that in New York, you know? Right. I well, really don't like wraps. <laughs> like neither. wraps in general? Me just generally. Yeah, yeah, I got at the airport yesterday and I immediately you got a wrap. You chose a wrap over well, a sandwich? You know what I'm doing at the airport to save a little what? money? Because your boy's all about saving money. Oh, I know. You, and you learn from wrapping you. a sweet potato to take No, no, take no, no. no, no. I, so like if I, it, so I, I do, I do pack a lunch yeah. to the airport. I do do that. But then on my way back, I usually don't have something. So yesterday, there's like this little vending machine at most airports called like farmers oh, the vegan one or is it vegan no no, no, no. sorry actually it's not vegan farmers i always think it or is yeah, yeah 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 i'm sure they have vegan things but it's like just a vending machine with like wraps and salads made mm -hmm. in there and it's always like three four dollars cheaper than buying a sandwich at you know yeah. dunkin donuts or something yeah. and it tastes a lot better yeah. so I, i've been doing that but they raised the prices on those guys recently so i still so, paid like 11 bucks for a wrap yeah i don't like i'm not, I'm not a always guy. The, the wrap is always so soggy like uh, how do we, it's never perfect it reminds me of like when i would go to open houses like for homes and they would just have wraps from costco like sitting there it's been sitting there's like flies <laughs> flying around it. 
it's got like a scent the minute you open it yeah so yeah. that that that's like that's like just ingrained in my brain about a, a, a rap a yes. certain rap okay marry f or kill <laughs> japanese like food chinese food <laughs> korean food oh my god <sighs> I, I feel like japanese food is very stable like i could eat it every day it's not like too spicy it's flavorful but it's clean like i could eat it every day and be like mm -hmm. very happy and content so i feel like i have to marry japanese food korean food is like it's like spicy it's fiery it's like you can't eat every day for me at least anyway but when you eat it you have a great time i feel like that's like a fuck oh, so one night stand in k-town oh 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 what's the other one oh i don't know Hilton. Yeah, I guess. You want to kill Chinese food? Taiwanese yeah. food is so good. It is good. The breakfast. I love Taiwanese breakfast. We said Chinese, so. Oh, did You're I say right. Chinese? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> did I say that? No, no, no. But no, I, 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 I think like, Taiwanese. I'm sorry. I think, yeah, I feel like Japanese food is simple. It's easy. It's like reliable, you know? Mm -hmm. I love rice. I just love good rice. So that's a really tough question. What kind of rice are you buying these days? Are you buying the good kind? uh it depends you know for videos actually sometimes i'll buy the not so great quality stuff because it's you like buy, like nishiki i love nishiki yeah. Nishiki sucks no. cali rose huh cali rose those are bad blue star wait are you buying the farms i just kind of buy like something you know to be honest it's whatever the instacart person gets me like i don't have you just put rice and then you let them pick half the time it's like you make your choice but it's what's there and like the person if they're feeling lazy or like motivated that day to look for it and you just kind of get what you get that's the downside oh my of god wait a second wait a second stephanie what kind of rice are you buying because like, uh, this is at a, the Korean market, but you know which one you're getting, right? You're not trying to just. I get Japanese rice. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I would never uh, let some random. You know what I do? One. No, I, I sometimes I'll just say, hey, what's on sale, or what's the har what's like the newest harvest one? You <laughs> asked for the newest yes. harvest. Okay, Los Angeles rice in Los Angeles, and they could be bullshitting me. I don't care. There's I no just, way this I high just schooler trust... working at H Mart knows the newest <laughs> no, it's harvest. Old, it's old Asian people i just trust them like you can oh, they, you mean, oh you physically go to h -mark. they could sell me some weird like i would just be like okay that's, that's yeah. interesting but like my rice lasts forever i live by myself it's like I, it takes me a long time to finish a bag a bag of rice yeah that's how you know you're saying oh is when the and the rice bag won't quit <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> just there the, the moth has gone to <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> the little weevils are in oh, the rice always there's always goddamn freaking well um, i mean i feel like you do have a lot of instacart on here but um you know, groceries you spent, let's see, you spent oh, like... I don't want to hear so you, the number. Two months, first of all, you sent us <laughs> credit card statements for like a year ago. I don't know if you did that yeah, on purpose. Yeah, did you do that? Well, I do all of mine in advance and I haven't... Um, what do you mean you do yours in like advance? Like I, I, I do my taxes and all my bookkeeping in December when the month or when the year ends. Oh, so you just did it for yeah, this past year. Yeah, so I had year. it all like done. So gotcha, I was like, let me just gotcha. send this over. It's like organized. I, mean, I don't know if you remember it, but you spent about over two thousand dollars on groceries in two months which we think is pretty high but i'm just assuming something but it's but you're also making <laughs> food like that's her content 
Yeah, it's but her I work. don't know. I mean, is or, it? Or are you just Ask like? Her, is it? But or is just vegan food so expensive? <laughs> That's what you know I'm what thinking. Saying? That's what I'm thinking. But also, she's <laughs> Instacarting. So if we did the math on like her not driving, is it essentially similar to someone who does drive to the grocery store to buy things, and that's accounted for? See, that's a good point. I'm guessing if she had a car, maybe this would even be like close to thirteen hundred or something like that. Which right. I feel so. like is more of a. Uh, I probably spend like five to six hundred on groceries a month or something. like okay. that. Okay, I think I spend like four hundred dollars. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so this is high. Explain yourself. First of all, I have a little bit of like a fear of looking at numbers like my bank account. I look at it when I need to. And I have like a rough idea of like, okay, I'm good. But it's until I do my taxes that I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But I will say that month was particularly bad because we were doing cookbook recipe testing. So sometimes I was making a recipe like three, four times a day. And our schedule was like, wake up, film recipes for Instagram, then test three to four recipes for the cookbook at night. So in a day, I was probably cooking enough for like 10, 15 people. So it was definitely above average for me spending wise. Mm. I say that, but I don't know how much I spent this month yet on groceries. So I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it was oh. a lot of food that was around me at the so time. Are you in your cookbook? Sorry. Uh, in your mm -hmm. cookbook, uh, do you know what your most expensive and what your cheapest recipe is for people to make? Ooh, um... I think the grain based recipes are the cheapest recipes. Like I have a couple of like congee in there. Mm. Um, I think those are more affordable because nothing's perishable. I think the biggest struggle I had was I would buy all of my groceries for the week thinking like we're going to test all these recipes. Some of them wouldn't make it that week and then the vegetables would go bad and I'd have to like end up rebuying. So that was a very real thing that happened. Um, but I think that is one thing about buying fresh vegetables is like it's going to go bad versus pasta, mm. rice, grains. Mm -hmm. Like you can keep it forever. Mm -hmm. You know, right, right. that's um, true. I want to wait. I want to go back to this thing you said about how you're afraid of looking at numbers. Oh, wait, what is that? Where does that come from? What is that about? Because you sent us your, um, you know, financial statements. You also sent us your income. What a flex, by the way. We didn't even ask for oh, that. Oh, I thought <laughs> <laughs> you're just making us feel bad, by the way. No. Thank you. Well, no, no. Um, I, I thought because that would have been on my statement, but I separate it. So that I can yeah, see whatever, it like. Uh, <laughs> but where does that, where does that fear of number? Cause, cause, because you, you, you sent us this, like you already put your expenses income in like an Excel sheet for us. So right. when I got this, I was like, oh, this person is like extremely organized. This person is checking her expenses constantly like I am. And so, but to hear you say, I'm afraid to look at it. And that was surprising. It up, that's, yeah. that's, that, those two don't go together for me. So what's going on there? I have this like fear of opening mail and emails and anything that's like a document. So like <laughs> I get you, dude. What? I get you it's about so that. Bad. It's truly like I consider myself like pretty business savvy, but when it comes to like the documents, I just I don't know what it is. An email sits in my inbox and I I have her tell me she'll be like, You need to respond to this email. I'm like, I know it's past the deadline, but I just can't because in my head I'm thinking, this email's gonna take me like 20, 30 minutes mm -hmm. and I need to like, you know find the password for this account. I've got to mm -hmm. like make a payment on this website. And it's just like a lot. So I'm like, I'll come back to it when I have the time mm -hmm. and I never You're come back. You're one of those people who have like a thousand notification things on their phone. Mm -hmm. That's an <laughs> ick for me. That's an ick for me, man. I like really? a clean zero. Mine, look at this. Yeah, I know. That's disgusting. I hate that. The fear thing. I think it's just like, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I wish I knew more about money. Like I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Like everything's getting done, but for some reason, it's like taking the time to learn more about money is very daunting to me. I read like a book and everything and I thought I felt good for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, this is not good. Well, what did you I think sometimes that comes back to our childhood mm -hmm. or our history with money. Uh, was that something that was talked about in your family? 
Honestly, not really. Um, it's come up more nowadays because obviously now I have to be aware of like how much it costs, like live and how much I make. And um, like a big goal for me is to like help retire my parents. I would love to like give back to my parents because I think once I got to college, I really understood the value of money, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't really aware because growing up, like as a very young kid, my parents were like broke, didn't really have a lot at all. And then it wasn't until we moved to Asia and my dad had a job that like didn't necessarily pay more, but it was that we had a lot of things covered for us being expats. So mm -hmm. we had like a driver, for example, we had our private school paid for. We went to international school. We had a lot of luxuries that we just wouldn't be able to afford in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I think that gave my family time to like catch up and be making like a comfortable amount. Um, and then my sisters were born and they had a completely different experience where they've just been comfortable their whole lives. So now as they're approaching like college age and I'm working, my mindset is always like, you guys are so chill. Like this is crazy. And I've had a job since basically the end of high school. My mindset was like, I want to pay back my parents because it's mm -hmm. crazy to think about how expensive it is to raise a kid. Um, and I had that realization working at like a student call center. There were kids on like financial aid working like three jobs and being a student athlete talking about student loans. And I'm so grateful I don't have student loans. But my goal was like, I want to graduate early from college. Um, so I did it in three years. and I was like, let's get out of the way, save like a couple thousand dollars. You know, mm -hmm. it's like really a lot of money. Um, and then since then, my goal has just been like, I want to be financially independent. And I feel like that's very freeing too. just, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to like being in relationships or even like roommate situations there's a lot of freedom when you can take care of yourself financially you know mm. was that your first job the the one at the call center um my first job was working at abercrombie actually and i was so oh excited my God. Me too. What a yeah theme. that a was our, my first job too that's yeah, so funny that i thought it was like awesome and then worked at abercrombie i did like fashion internships i did all kinds of random things i worked at like the shark tank show for a little bit like i was trying Whoa. to find out what i was gonna do yeah um and then i ended up working at a consulting firm for three months um and it was supposed to be a long-term thing but it just got to be like not sustainable for me in terms of um so i'm sober now but at that time i realized like a lot of these consultants were like just doing coke like a, drinking it like water basically you know to stay awake because it's like yeah, right, we right. barely slept we travel all the time yeah. Yeah, yeah so um it was around me and i was like this is not a good environment for me and i felt like i understand why you guys are doing this like i'm tired you know so Damn. i was like let me take a break that's crazy um and i was doing content for fun at that time but i got offered a deal that was my entire salary and that's when i was like okay at the very least i can quit for a year and yeah. then figure out wow. something that's more fulfilling or like better wow. for me but then i didn't realize like i got paid i think like net 200. so i quit with like very little in my bank account thinking like oh i'm set yeah and it was that's what really kicked my butt when i was like okay i need to like line up partnerships i need to make sure i know where the money's coming mm -hmm. from for at least the next month of rent you know is this Damn. youtube or was it this was um, YouTube, Instagram, no TikTok at the time. And you were doing vegetarian, sorry, vegan content. That was yeah. your thing. Yeah, vegan wow. content. That should be the name of your book, From Cocaine to Veganism. <laughs> oh I feel my like God. That's, that's more of a like <laughs> clickbait situation. What would you say is the weirdest thing you've done for money? The weirdest thing I've done for money? I actually used to thread people's eyebrows in my college dorm. Um, Whoa, yeah. that's awesome. I like realized I could do it and these girls were paying like, I don't know, $50 a week. And then after it only lasted two weeks because I realized like, damn, this is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> like you should go pay $50. Like I'm not that great Yo, at some it. Some people have some bushy brows. Right? It's not worth it. She'd be like, oh, it's time again. I'm like, we just did it last week. Uh, were you charging? How yeah, much? like $25. That's pretty good for college. Right. That's I was fun. like, it's extra money in my pocket. So I don't know where I got the kind of, I don't know if it's like entrepreneurial spirit, but 
I feel like I've always just been like, oh, I'll try this for money. I'll try that for money. You know. Yeah, that's that's interesting to me because I feel like a lot of maybe it's because you've traveled all over the place and you saw you saw your parents do all kinds of different things. But I feel like a lot of Asian kids actually do not have that entrepreneurial, you know, spirit. They they excel a lot of times in what they're told to do. Yeah. They may get better grades than you, but than another person, but they don't have like. I think it is scary to just kind of go off on your. I mean, granted, you had this opportunity that was like, oh, this is exactly how much I make. But even then, I feel like a lot of Asian kids will still be like, yeah, but what am I gonna do next? year and not take that deal right you know so i feel like i don't know how old you are when you got that deal but that there's clearly something inside you that felt excited about that opportunity you yeah. were making decisions out of sort of optimism rather than fear which so many people do mm -hmm. right if you made decisions out of fear you wouldn't have taken that because you're like well then i don't have a job the following year well at the time i also thought to myself like the consultants so i was on um the hr and diversity team at this tech firm and the consultants that were doing digital and like other arms of basically that company were making a lot more than me. So I also thought to myself, well, if I do get another job after this and I take my year, like I want to make that much money. So my mm -hmm. goals were set kind of higher. I think it comes from seeing my mom work so hard when I was young because she's really like a boss. Like I remember she would wake up at like 5 a.m., leave, pack my lunch, and she would like drive into New York. At the time we lived in New Jersey and she's worked in like real estate, she's worked at like PricewaterhouseCoopers, just like she's very hardworking. And I feel like even though it was never communicated to me, like we expect you to do the same, I feel like it rubbed off on me mm. kind of. Um, and I think maybe it's a personality thing too, but like no matter how down bad I've been with like drugs and you know, whatever else was going on, I always felt very good knowing that I had my bases covered. So as long as my grades were good, I was doing my work, like all that was good. I felt like it almost made me feel like I was okay, even if I was very much wow. not okay. You know, That's like great. Mm -hmm. I got my shit together. Like yeah. I'm good. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm like very not okay. But like, right, you have right, the stability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have somewhere to go back to yeah. always like mm -hmm. safety, a safety, safety feeling. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. We like organize your expenses by how much. <laughs> and like some of these numbers are crazy. Like what's going on? Like, okay, this is the category contractor. You spent $41,000. Oh, oh, okay. What the hell is that? Well, a contractor, um, they're like people who help me with running my website, um, wow. running my Pinterest, so stuff like that. Wow. So that's like your biggest expense, people who help you make yes. the thing that you yes. make. But it's stuff I really don't enjoy doing and I'm honestly not very good at. So to me, it's worth it to have it be done and know that it's being taken wow. care of well. 20K a month, dude. That's crazy. Wow. But that's kind of cool. I mean, if it does help you make the money more. I mean, obviously you did the math. You're making more than you're spending. So I guess that's like fine. But life doesn't happen biweekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access, plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Hey, remember when you said you were going to get me that gift from Japan last week? Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah. I kind of ran out of funds, but I'm going to use Earn In to get you that last minute gift because you're a loved one. Yay. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Cuties under podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Cuties under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I mean, that number scared me. 
This number, I mean, this that number scares me. This number scare you? For, I mean, that's forty. All numbers scare me. You know what I'm saying? So, Two yeah, months. For, that's, yeah. that's a scary number. But that's why, like she said, she's scared. She's scared of it, so it's better not to like pay attention to it and right. have someone else take care of it. Like why us, not? Like me? <laughs> yeah. Like it's better not to see if it's working out, anyways. I, you so know what? That's a really good point. I do right? feel like sometimes when you look at your money on a day-to-day basis, you think too short-term and you get scared of things. You're like, oh, this month was awful, so now I have to find a temping job yeah. instead of just like looking at it. Yeah. I, I, I prefer looking at it year Honestly, by year just because... Re- it's mm. best to just repress it. Like, just re- <laughs> like it's not even just happening. Just ignore it. Yeah. It's best yeah. to close the tab Cut and just... You spent like 2400 bucks on health stuff and I said, what is health stuff? What is going on there? Health stuff. Health stuff. Um... That's my gym. Your gym. Slash co-working Something space. Something called, you do like vitamin drip, $678 <laughs> clean. What the hell is vitamin drip? What okay, is that? Okay, listen. <laughs> what is that? So I got you sick a lot. You did it twice, by the way. I got, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I got sick a lot last year because I was working a lot. And when I traveled, especially, sometimes I would try. Okay, basically, I read this book and it kind of like ruined the way that I started spending money because <laughs> it's a book about money. What is it called? It's called um, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Okay. It's by, I think his name is Ramit. Oh, dude, my girlfriend's reading that right now. Okay, so. Oh, it's going to fuck her up. <laughs> I go home, she's, oh, wait, she's, I wanna, she's yeah, got she's she's got hooked up. <laughs> Listen, I don't do drugs anymore, so that's all I can do. Vitamins. No, I'm just kidding. I, okay, in the book, he was talking about making these categories for yourself of things that you will spend on without thinking too much about it, because sometimes you're wasting time by trying to find like the best deal on something and then having categories where you're going to be a little bit more um, careful about spending. Mm-hmm. So he put health and travel in that category. And I was like, OK, that makes sense. Health is wealth. You know, I'm going to put health in there. And then he yeah, said something it, like rhymes. That makes sense. Right. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, oh, when I travel, I only fly business. So I did that for a while thinking like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then I was like, no, this is really fucking expensive. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, we saw, we uh, saw uh, you United spending $2,000. Two, two like, we saw one United Airlines charge <laughs> for $9,000. I'm like, is that like a business? I think that's when we went to Japan for business. Yeah. Oh, so that, that was sense. that was business. And then but still, bro. But was that covered or is that just you? Is that it's just you? That's reading, just you being like reading this book and being like, let me spend that shit. You know what? When I was doing my real estate sales, I had a I had someone who I paid a thousand dollars per month to help me reach my goals, and he was all about spend a lot of money so you make more money, and like you mm. should not have a lot of money in your bank account. But really, I Ooh. just I think that's, in that's the dangerous. end I don't like that. <laughs> I, it was fine, and believe me, it's it's like one of the I'm I'm happy I did it because like now as a conscious spender, like I can't do it. Right. But at least I did that at one point in my time. Right. Um, but in the end, I realized it's kind of smart because then I would be hooked on him on the on 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 buying his his monthly subscriptions mm-hmm. oh. because I need more money to fuel this lifestyle. So you hooked on him because you want to learn more, or you just want to give no. away a thousand? Because no, need- I want to spend more. Spend There's more. no money in my account though. And so I'm constantly spending more. There's no money in my account, so I need him to help me. It's like an addiction to Dude, like this, like his spend to, to him making me money. But, Do you get what I mean? But how did you go from like because if somebody pitched me that, I would just be like, no. Like, I, I, in what like what state were you in that you someone said you got to be spending all your money? Don't worry, like you want to have nothing in your bank account, so you work harder. What made you go? Yes, like some you clearly you were going through something, or you were at a stage where that sounded appealing to you i just and that's the part i don't understand 
there were okay so we would go to these conventions and there was like thousands of people from all over the world that would come to his uh his this organization essentially right and we would see they would seat the top top 20 people who were like the money makers. These people were making like millions of dollars in real estate. His clients? It sounds culty. This sounds like, uh, it looks like Andrew Tate has a similar program. You know what I'm talking about? For his incel yeah, meat this, lovers? This, this, yeah, it was and, Andrew and he, Tate. He I'm actually in his program. That's exactly who I was talking about. Because we're all driving Lambo. It is culty so. though. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's no. culty. Veganism culty. No, I mean, you know. I did everything's a cult. Veganism, I mean, I did like Tony Robbins. That's all culty stuff but i did it because it kept me in this mindset of like i'm a freaking be the top one percenter in this space and i kind of was doing it right you were in the chair next time you were on the stage i was spending like seven thousand dollars on rent in downtown like what why would i do i would never i spend so little now but it's also like maybe living that type of lifestyle just allowed me to continue to do that is what i'm saying but it's not mm. healthy it's not mm-hmm, healthy mm-hmm. because like i was stressed all the time right <laughs> i feel that right i, I was feel like it's up. like yeah. you have no choice to make more money so you do yes because you're gonna make it work like there's a fire under your ass yes. so like right, right. my bills are this so therefore i need to make this exactly and now it's like i guess the trade-off is now you can chill a little bit which is also really nice yeah you know? time is money yeah but i think that's true for a lot of creators because it's like the more you build out the business like i could have built it out more and had more contractors more full-time employees but it's almost like you then have to like feed the machine you yes. know it's like there's more people to pay therefore you have no choice but to keep making more money to make it sustainable and i think that's why a lot of creators get either stuck where they're like they need more help but they don't want to invest the money or they invest too much and it's like well shit now you have to make Dude, this that's much we're money. right now we're just yeah, talking about this totally uh, well we like we, we want to invest in this pod mm-hmm we're talking about like $200, by the way. The dollars, the by the way. Life we're talking about <laughs> I like how like, she's like spending 20000 a month. We're like, should we spend our $200 from our dono daddy? I know. Well, we like, want, we want like life. a studio space that we can potentially rent, but they're kind of expensive. We also want like a video guy that would free up our time. Right. And I don't mind breaking even with like the money we're making from ads and stuff because it's not a lot and it's not changing our life but I would we also, think but like if i'm new- being honest i would also be okay with shelling out my own money a little bit you know i don't know how you feel about that but like i i, <laughs> I just think like i'm always so afraid to invest more than what i have but i feel that i think that the people who do make it similar to this thing you're just talking about i'm not saying go crazy but i think like you do if you feel like the product is good <laughs> You do have to invest. And I'm wondering if you ever had to deal with anything. Like, did Veggiekins ever face, have a phase where, like, you were spending more than you were making because you knew Like, you good. were in debt. Well, I'm kind of in that point right now where I'm not in debt, but the number in my bank account, like, there's always this number I like to see. This is the only time I look at numbers. As long as I see a certain number in my bank account, I'm like, okay, I'm, like, good. Because yeah. it's not going too far low, but, you know, like, there's right. a number where I start to get, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm in that position right now because I've never spent so much on my business as I have in the last year and month this right, year right. um and it's kind of like what we're talking about it's like the cookbook yes i got paid more than i ever have in other years because it's an basically an additional like couple hundred thousand that like you're getting as income yeah but a lot of that also goes towards like the photographer that could be like seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars um it's the ingredients it's like all the time you're spending writing Wait, this book you, oh you know what i didn't even think about that when you get an advance as an author mm-hmm. if you're writing a novel i don't have to buy food but you do yeah 
Oh my god, I didn't even think about so that. Not so not only it's the, and food, the photographer's and, really and expensive. Does that come out of your advance or does yes. the publisher? Oh, so cookbooks are a little tricky. Well, you for also, okay, so we had Sing on who yeah. also has a cookbook. I heard that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, and he said that he spent instead of getting a photographer you can take the pictures yourself. Right. And right, so right. you're saving money in that realm. Yes, you can, but it also depends on if your publisher wants that for you. Right. Um, and I think like I'm capable, but for me, I knew that it was something that I would spend so much time on because I'd want to make sure it's perfect. Right. And I wouldn't be able to do other things in my business. Like my full-time job would become cookbook. So a right, lot of these creators right, right. will like disappear completely from social media while they're working on a cookbook because mm. it's impossible. It's like a second job, you know? So I think... It just comes down to understanding that like writing your first cookbook, at least the first one, it's got to be from a place of passion almost. Like yes. don't go into it expecting this is going to make me a lot of money. Right. It's right, almost right. like money's going directly back into the business. Yeah. If you make that money back and start getting royalties, then you'll see money. But it's right, not right. the goal, I feel like. This is inspiring. Mm. We're going to put the money back into the biz. Yeah. Mm. Also, Nosy, um, how much do photographers cost for cookbooks like on average? So it really varies. But for me, it was like a package deal. The studio, the food stylist. So I had a team of photographer photographer's assistant food stylist uh with her assistant and then a prop stylist and then the studio so that's like six different fees and that was like around seventy thousand dollars wow so wow. that's a huge chunk right away where you're like right. okay yeah but to your point like but it's gonna, look sick. it's gonna look sick it's gonna look sick and you're gonna like learn photoshop on youtube and like right. spend hours you know like time it's kind of what she does it's like put it don't think of you don't have to think about it too much because that's not your focus your focus is making a really good product right right for you and for your fans and people who want like want something so it's like the more time we're spending on things that don't even like really matter to us or mm -hmm. like that we're, that's not even like our what we're passion. good at or I passion know. i mean i think that's the thing with the pod sometimes is like I, the hours that we spent setting up or i spent editing it's like i could i'd rather be like figure out with you how to do a live show or something you know what i mean right I yeah, think, which like, would be more fun and we'd be, be good and be good for the brand and i think our fans would like that and i think it's this tricky thing where it's like do we just pay someone to do it and just don't even think about it and like that part I think can be scary for a lot of self boy. Yeah, it's a huge people. step. Yeah. And I feel like upgrading the quality is like that moment where you have to decide, okay, if I'm going to decide to upgrade the quality, like there, it's going to be hard to go back from there. Cause even for you, you're going to see like beautiful video content and then not going to want to go back to like phone content, for example, like, right, you know, right, so it's right, like, right, right. I feel like it's a very conscious decision to mm. like invest in that. Um, but I do think it can be worth it. And like, you can always try it and then like go back to doing it yourself like you're capable you know right right i so, mean it's true that's true it's like um but I always also, having this knowing that we're gonna be fine yes i mean when we bought the second camera like our views have gone up so it does that, oh, that really? was nice that was nice that's yeah. interesting yeah like because we used to have like a shitty second camera yeah i feel like clips are important for a podcast too right so i think yeah. it just like for youtube stuff like it just has to i mean before you even start talking i think it has to look nice I agree. for me to want to put my eyes on it yeah, for I an extended period of time you know um wait speaking of books i have a little story that i want to share with you guys and get your take on i feel like um do you read books <laughs> you know what's well, so she funny she read, she's reading the one about the, the money i know but do you read money? like not that kind of books i i i when i have time like that's how i know i'm doing good on like the self-care and when i have time i read books but yeah. we were just talking the other day um in the car actually earlier saying that like Man, I was so down bad when I was sick last week that like I started doing puzzles. I started reading books again. Like yeah. I was just so like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. 
Anyway, I do read books from time to time. <laughs> well, I feel like, um, and you know, I hate to say this in front of an author, but I feel like books are like kind of expensive these days. They and are. Especially because I read on my Kindle and I, it's like sometimes so hard for me to justify paying like $19 for like a novel. So is it not cheaper if you buy it on a Kindle? It's not cheaper. Okay, that's good to know because I was going to buy a Kindle and now I'm like. Yeah, it is. Wait, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't is. think. Uh, may, may, okay, it, so is, it is cheaper than maybe, okay, actual. Maybe a hardcover is like 25 and Kindle's 19 or something. Yeah, it's, but, it's cheaper. Look, you can also just go this is what i do most of the books not most but like probably 60 percent of the physical books i get are like from out library. of the closet or goodwill they always have like the top books that you want anyway really? or so, like few dollars you guys have libraries in la like the public yes, library. Like, <laughs> what the hell is this who the hell does she think she is right now bro this my californian ass is a, a dimwit <laughs> There's a, yes, there are libraries, but no, you're right. I never hear anyone oh go. I'm no, going no, to the library because, like in New York, they're everywhere. The public libraries yes. and it's free and they're amazing. Do you know? Take selfies here. No, I don't know. We do have libraries, I and mean, there's something called Libby where all the candles are free. But there's limited oh, licenses. So, okay. like for example, I I just read this book called Tomorrow, 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 and Tomorrow, Tomorrow, which is really really good. You should read it. It's written by a half Korean author. Very good. Um, <laughs> but it's like so popular that I had the wait. This was nine weeks oh, and whoa. I didn't want to wait. So I like, I don't want to, I'm not admitting this to the law. I allegedly, I torrented it. I haven't torrented since college. Oh, wow. That's how I know, that's how I know you're, I'm old is I'm you're torrenting sick. fucking ebooks, bro. How do you do this? But I just got it online and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, and honestly, I didn't even feel that guilty because it was just like, I don't know. I just, do you, I don't just, I feel weird paying that much money for books. Is this crazy? It's a little, uh, um, is it similar to, let me think if it's similar to a movie. There's something about a movie <laughs> and torrenting it that feels a little worse, little, a little less worse than a book. There's something about, <laughs> like, I, I don't yes. know. I, do you know what I mean? I know exactly like the, what you the mean. way you just confessed that you, you were like, you sounded like so I stressed out. you you look so guilty right now. Like, like, like spank you or something. <laughs> well, cause but, I'm, I would happily admit that like, Oh yeah, I just downloaded the whole season of the office. Like I feel like I don't care about that as much as like, I just feel guilty doing it with books. I don't know if it's because I think they're getting paid less or maybe it's cause books are like, kind I of magical in a way it's education it's educational it's wholesome yeah i there's a teaching element that makes it feel guilty yeah I think. by the way allegedly i'm not actually torrenting allegedly right <laughs> um i don't know i mean as would an author, you be how pissed you... if you found out that fumi like three months <laughs> well, down the line the torrented your book <laughs> you like photocopied my cookbook yeah. page <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> on reddit he found it <laughs> um Oh, that's really tough. Because now, having been an author, I know how much I put into it and how yeah. much it cost me to produce it. I feel like once you are in it, you understand like the cost of a book. And then I'm like, yeah, sure. like thirty dollars really isn't that much considering how much we put into it. Sure. But sure. on the consumer side, like I feel the same way. If it's a book, I'm not going to read more than once. I have a really hard time buying it. I'm like, let yeah. me see if I can get it at the library. Let me see if I can borrow it from somebody. You know, There's I did something with books where you like don't want to pay. Look. If I feel like if books were like nine dollars, I'd pay for it. But they're always like twenty five. And if you buy four hundred dollars, buy the used ones. I buy the used ones on Amazon. That's true. Literally go to Goodwill. You will find yeah, every I'm a, book. I'm a, that Kindle, you... I'm a Kindle guy. Oh, there's, no used, kin okay. there's no used Kindles. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's just data. There is something about if it is similar to the price of a physical book, it a is, Kindle. Yeah, it, it just. I know. I feel it's, like it should be like nine dollars. It's like the cloud. Yeah, right, it's the cloud. It's why, you, why are you? Yeah, it's and they, got, they, got, and they have limited licenses at libraries. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, you no, know, it's not limited. Can you rent on a Kindle? 
that's what it would be from the library. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it would be free, but you have to wait nine weeks. You know. Mm. Do you guys really borrow books from your friends? I I've lent my friends books out, like my books. They're like, can I borrow it? And I never I, get it back when I do that. You, I hate we it. We never get it I back. I never get it back. But I, I, I do have a mental memory. Like, I remember all the books, like, when I think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, should I ask them back? But there's something <laughs> shisty about asking for a book back, too. It, I, does, it mean, does feel like Indian giving a little a, bit. It, it, but, but, but even if it was like, you can borrow it. like Because you know what? The books that I have borrowed from my friends. You don't give back. I haven't given it back. And I don't want to, to be honest. So maybe it's, a uh, you know, you, you have to, you're not going to get your shit back, but you're also not giving other people shit back. yeah maybe there's a i feel like it's just like the book distribution system like that's just how it is it you know is. but yeah. i i love to get rid of my books because once i read them mm. i feel like a hoarder like mm. yeah if mm-hmm. i don't like the spine of the book i'm like it's ugly i don't want it in my house like i've read it i'm not gonna read it again i, I don't really read a book more than once honestly so right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, once right, i'm right, done right. like who can i give this to that's gonna love it and like right. just like pass it on you know you know that's that's a very good way to yeah. look at it you, you mentioned something earlier that shook a chord with me <laughs> In terms of you were like, well, you know, I would pay 25 bucks for a book if I knew how much the, how much work the author put into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel these days people are very entitled to content and stuff. And especially Instagram, like everything is free. You yeah. know, even like sometimes like comedy shows, people be like, hey, your tickets are like too expensive. And I'm like, but this it's my life's work. You know, like right. I've been doing it 10 years. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know when, when someone's like $25 is too much. Like I get mad because I'm like. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, it's my life. So I don't, it's not worth $25 to you. Like, you have a regular job, you right. know? And so, like, I get it from that side. And I wonder, like, but it's it's weird because we, we are training people to just have shit for free. You know, sometimes some of the yeah. shit I watch on YouTube, I'm like, you know, I've been watching this guy. Like, he just goes camping in Alaska and, like, cooks fish that he catches. While in the wild. And I just, I love it. But I'm like, I would pay for this, but it's all free now. And your stuff is free, too, on Instagram right. and stuff. It is. And, I, and there's a part of it that's like, are we training people to just kind of have shit for free? And then you they just get mad torrented when... a book, bro. <laughs> what are you being That's such a hypocrite right no, now? I'm, but I'm saying I'm, I'm being trained. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Cause her shit is free. So right. I might, I might feel entitled to your cookbook. If I was like a big fan of Vegikins. I think, um, I feel good about it because it's something you can hold in your hands. Yeah. And it's also very beautiful. Like I feel like it's worthy of being like coffee table potentially, you know? Yes. Yes. But I also think there's a way where you can almost train your audience a little bit, because why is it that when we listen to a podcast, we expect to hear an ad and we're okay with it? I don't skip them. Like I listen to them. But when a YouTuber is doing an ad or God forbid someone does an Instagram story ad, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to skip this on purpose. I don't know why that is. I feel like it's like when you listen to the radio, you hear ads. When you watch TV, you hear ads. I feel like it's almost like this training that needs to happen where like people need to understand it's the same thing. Like we do these ads so that we can continue to make stuff for you for free. Yeah. You know? And also I feel like because creators don't talk about money that much, that's why people don't understand the value. There are some people (gasps) who do it on a budget, but for me, like, I was even thinking about YouTube, right? Like I used to have an editor and I stopped having an editor because sometimes it'd be $600 a video. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's great because it saves me eight hours of my life. But at the same time, the return on that video, I'm probably losing more money still. Cause let's say I made a video being like my favorite matcha lattes in LA. Okay. We probably spent about like $15 at each cafe. There's gas going back and forth. So I'm like, I just lost money on this video and I'm getting nothing in return. Mm. So I feel like being more transparent about that, which is something I've been trying to talk about a little bit more like, Hey, no, it costs me a lot to produce this content. Like at this level, I think people are a little bit more understanding and like, yeah. this is you why know? cash cuties is here is so that we can break it down with people. Yes. She's in debt. $90,000. <laughs> this is crazy. She's struggling. Everybody. The thing is like, 
I really stand by this. Like nothing in life is free ever. Like it just doesn't exist. If someone is giving you something for free, there's usually an expectation or maybe it's like an investment in your friendship or the relationship you have with that person. When you receive PR, it's not free. Someone somewhere is expecting or hoping for something. So if ever you feel like, wow, I just got a great deal and this is for free. Nothing's free. Like that's just the way that I So should I not be taking like the free makeup that I keep getting? Because then at some point I am... Well, you're, you're, but you're posting about it. You're using it. You're sharing it. You're giving them exposure. Like, I think you're doing your part. That's what she means by not free. You posting about it. They're getting free advertising. So you paid for it. But I don't need to post. What if I don't post it though? Then you probably, you might get less stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it it fluctuates and, you know, maybe somebody somewhere will be disappointed. That's on them also for sending it with an expectation. But I feel sometimes guilty knowing that like, oh man, I know I'm getting this for free, but I also know someone's hoping that I post about this, right, you right. know? I think having huh. a book is good because then you have a place to point your fans like, hey, right. all this shit's free, but if you want to support me, here's how you can literally support me by my book. Right. Right. And I do that with like my live shows like, hey, all this videos are free. Mm-hmm. I'll edit this for free. But if you come see me live, that really helps me financially. So and there's something so nice about promoting your own work versus like a branded product for some reason. Yes, right? yes. I don't Doesn't mind. And I think people like it because it's yeah. like my, it's like a one-to-one relationship. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a way you, like, what is the dumbest thing you buy? Okay. You know what gets me? It's like a vegan sustainable item. Ooh. Like, that sounds expensive. I will pay. I'm like, it's good for the planet. It's right. good for the earth. Like I should buy this. <laughs> well, shout out some brands. Like what are like, does like Mark Jacobs make one of those or are there specific there's brands? There's like that? Stella McCartney makes a lot of vegan stuff. Um, there's a brand I love. The sneakers I'm wearing say it's like a vegan sustainable sneaker, but it's Oh my God, expensive. your shoes are vegan? Is okay, Nike- but this is my problem with this, right? Yes. And tell me if I'm wrong is that sometimes they'll say something is sustainable or it's vegan, but it's like a obviously a man-made material that looks like leather mm-hmm. or something like that which is never it's like you can't even get rid of it so i'm wondering is it actually Maybe good for the planet good yeah. or is yeah. it yeah. bad it's confusing i think well, i get confused there's pleather just like plastic leather but then there's also leather and other materials made from recycled water bottles so that's like repurposing stuff that is never mm. going to break down anyway so that's kind of the stuff that i go so for you okay do your research yeah yeah and um it's always like the small brands that like you know they're just trying to survive and i'm like right i gotta right, support right. it you know i feel that i mean that's a good point because I've, I've been watching this documentary on netflix where they have these twins eat vegan <laughs> oh yeah yeah and yeah. then um but you know it's it's very um you know i i enjoy it, but there's clearly like a political agenda because like sure. episode one is the hook which is that and i'm like this is cool and then two and three is just like just like you know this is how bad the meat industry is all this stuff sure. which some of it is true and then and, and it was disgusting and i'm glad i got to know but my my I, every time i watch one of those i'm always like okay let's just say that we all stop eating meat and we all start eating mushrooms like aren't we just gonna create some sort of mushroom shortage then right like I <laughs> yeah think i thought about, about that, that. i right? thought about like, that too but I, isn't the whole point just to be like more well balanced maybe I, I don't know i don't know but there's not gonna be a short it's like they always figure out some other way of making more but, stuff but but, like, but the, the, so they did that with cows right they're yeah. making more cows but it's bad for the planet so right. i'm thinking like if you mm-hmm. find a way to make more mushrooms there's got to be something where it's like now it's now it's eating these bugs and these bugs are important to the ecosystem. I, then, I just then, feel well, like then they'll figure out we need to eat the bugs. Then we can eat the bugs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. they try to do. So that's my only hesitation with anytime I see sustainable marketing is like, what's going on? Like, just tell me the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, I, I think. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that as a with as sustainability? A well, when it comes to animals, one thing for sure is that eating like cows, for example, raising cows 
there's a lot of resources that are grown just for that. Like the feed to feed a cow, for example, is like added to it. So if you just remove the cow, you have a lot more land to grow and it's, you just don't need nearly as much. Like cows can eat so much. Um, and the negative impact the cows have, like cow farts right. are hugely de detrimental to the planet. Right, right, Whereas right. like a plant is not going to fart out anything that's right, like, right. you know, fucking up the planet. Just oxygen, so, baby. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, I think it's doable. It's really a matter of like whether people are ready for that change or like want that change. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like the supply and demand thing, like meat and other animal products are subsidized by the government. So the prices are low enough. Oh, it's going to be see, a shift. I see, I see, and I until see. I feel like we just need the government is behind it. To eat it. Yeah. It's probably yeah. not going to happen. All so right. we need more vegans out here. More so we go, here. Right? plants on the plate. I feel like that's my stance. Is like yeah, more plants on a plate. Yeah, more plants. I love that. Let's. I'm, I'm down to try. It. Like do okay, this again. It. It's been a while since I've gone down this path. And yeah. you know what? I feel inspired by you as <laughs> yeah, a person. Yeah, you're very like non-aggressive about it. Like Thank you're, you. you're like a chill yeah. vegan. And yeah, I'm I feel like I'm choosing. Yes, well, I'm it's gotta be that. I am know? empowered. To, in, to do this. <laughs> to do this. <laughs> to do this. Um, <laughs> to do Okay. Yeah, all so. right. Okay. Well, we're about an hour. I think we can okay. wrap this up. Um, thank you so much Love for coming that. on this podcast, Remy. This was so enlightening. Thank yeah. you for I don't having know me. If there's, is, is this uh, is, is, is like National Vegan Month coming up or something? I think it's actually January. Ja but oh, then maybe we'll release it ASAP and we'll pair it with that. Do it until yeah. Wednesday or whenever we'll February starts. Know. Um, yeah. Where can our fans find you and your work? What would you like them to know about you? Mm -hmm. Um, you can find me everywhere at Veggiekins. Um, you can grab the cookbook and pre-order it now on Amazon or anywhere you buy books, and then it'll be out in March. And yeah, lots of free stuff or all over social media. Bay. Yes. <laughs> you can yeah, I, I can't wait for this Libby. book. <laughs> I need I need a cooking book. I, I like need to cook more. So yeah, at some point yeah. we, we, we should definitely look into that. Yes. Please follow us on all the socials at Cash Cuties Pod. You can also follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at the Fumi Abe. That's C H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me at stuffybake.com or on my Instagram, bakegoods, B-A-I-K-E-D-G-U-D-S and Venmo me at Stuffy is me. <laughs> uh, shout out to our sound engineer, Joe McGoy, video editor, Batias, and our analyst, Holly Sandler. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we want to hear about your spending habits and your cash cutie moments. So if you want a thing you want to talk about, an awkward money situation you're in with your friends, please email us at cashcuties at gmail.com or just DM us and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Or send us a, ven uh, uh, a voice, a voice memo. Venmo. A voice memo. <laughs> a voice memo on my mind. <laughs> My, my mind's always on money. It's like insane. Um, yeah, a voice memo and uh, let us know. We really, really want to know about your financial situation. Absolutely. We want to try to help you with it. Yes. Um, it might not be the best results, but you never know. You never know. Sometimes it's good. Um, until um, then, uh, see you next week. And until then, spend your money wisely. Or don't, Bye. guys. Bye.